This episode of the National Trust podcast was made possible by Cotswold Outdoor, recommended outdoor retail partner for the National Trust. You're listening to the National Trust podcast. I'm Kate Martin, a National Trust ranger, and I'll be taking you through some of the Trust's most fascinating landscapes. My colleague Alan Power will lead you through some sensational gardens, and James Grasby will show you some of the Trust's extraordinary houses. In this episode, we're in East Anglia to explore a landscape that is known for two things, being very flat and very wet. Today we're walking around Wickham Fen, the National Trust's first and oldest nature reserve. I've just arrived at the visitor centre here at Wickham Fen and I can already see that this is a great place for walkers and outdoor enthusiasts like me. There's a wide range of walks from here, from woodland walks, which are suitable for families, right up to the nine and a half kilometre Octavia Hill walk for those looking for something a little bit more serious. And walking's not the only thing on offer here. You can go cycling or you can even explore the fence by boat, which I'm going to be doing later on. There's even a campsite for those people who really want to immerse themselves in this landscape. For now, though, we'll be starting our adventure out on the boardwalk. So I've just stepped out from the visitor centre and I'm immediately transported to a new landscape, which is totally different from the village that's nestled behind us. The first thing I would say I notice is the noise. That beautiful sort of susurration through the reeds. It's, some, it's almost like being back by the sea, actually. You can just hear it. I mean, the landscape is, is obviously very flat where we are here in, in East Anglia, but it's really beautiful. I mean, the actual sort of movement through the reeds, they're just swaying to and fro. People kind of think, oh, they're just big green things. They're not, the, the colours are amazing. To, to my left, they're, they're very much a sort of, quite a, a bright sort of green with these lovely sort of feather tops on them, almost like sort of ostrich feathers sticking out the top. And then to my right, they're very much like grasses. So there's a beautiful sort of golden yellow colour, like a really ripe field of wheat or barley. I almost can't believe that I'm so close to busy cities like Cambridge and Ely. The path that I'm walking on at the moment is a circular walk that goes out from the visitor centre. This is a really good path for people with mobility issues or with pushchairs because it's going to be accessible all year round. Obviously we are walking in a fen and the wonderful thing about this boardwalk is you can do all this without getting your feet wet. Just come to an area of the boardwalk where there's loads of little sort of easels to either side of the path with species on them. So for people who are coming down to the fen, if you're not a complete expert botanist or an expert naturalist, you can point out and see some of the wonderful species that are here. The ones that I'm predominantly walking past at the moment are all about dragonflies. Now Wickham Fen is renowned nationally, probably internationally for its dragonfly species. It has such a wide variety and some real rarities. Emperor dragonflies, they have damselflies. The area is also really renowned, as well as its dragonflies, for its butterfly species. So it gets a wide variety of butterflies. And then on top of that, there's also the bird species, the warblers, things like that, that love feeding and living amongst these sort of reeds. Now, it's a funny thing with fens, really, is that although you know the species are there, 
actually seeing them isn't always that easy. And actually it's very similar to where I work in sand dunes. Quite often you know that these rare species are there, but it's really up to you to go and actually find them. They aren't gonna to come to you and put on a show, but it makes it even more special when you actually do see them because you know it's that rare glimpse of something truly spectacular. Just coming to the end of this section of the boardwalk now and I can see in the distance a sort of wooden shed-like structure which I think is the hide where I'm going to meet Isabel Sedgwick who's the visitor services manager here at the Fens. Hi Isabel. Hello. Hi I'm Kate. Hi Kate. You alright? It's a nice, nice hide. I mean, you're hidden, that's the point of a hide. So in theory, the wildlife doesn't know you're there. Um, but also for us, it kind of gives us that little framed window. And the old traditional type of hide had all the shutters that were shut. So that when you went in, you know, you would open your shutter and just reveal that long, thin slither of landscape, which for a fen landscape works really well, that long horizontal. It's a nice sort of enclosed area as well, isn't it? So you've got this sort of open water and then obviously the willows and the reeds around. And then are these, those bird feeders, in fact, just over there in the bird feeder looks like a, a woodpecker, great spotted, a great woodpecker. spotted woodpecker. Yeah. yeah. And there's a couple of finches there, I think, as well. Goldfinches. Oh. There's only a couple of places where we have bird feeders. It's at, in front of this hide and outside the visitor centre. Otherwise, the rest of the fen is kept as natural as possible. But obviously having a few feeders here brings in some birds. So just, yeah, as a, as a starter hide, it's great. And then you might sit in the hide here and you might look across the water. And yes, there are things like moorhens and coots, which you see quite often, but also this is a great spot to sit, to keep an eye out for kingfishers, fingers crossed. Um, but they are really shy birds. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, it's really lovely when people come back and say, oh, we saw, we saw a kingfisher. Yes, fantastic. After those fantastic descriptions of the hides, I really like to see another one. So can you show me another? Yeah, let's go for a walk. Just stepped off the boardwalk now onto a sort of grassy path, which is obviously not decked out anymore. And it's just surrounded by reeds. So what's this about? So this is part of our summer trail. It's a grass path with fenland vegetation that grows up alongside it so you can get that amazing enclosed feeling. This walk is, is actually really different from the other walks I've done on these podcasts. This one is obviously flat because it's fenland but it, it's got quite um, an enclosed feeling to it. There's very high reeds on either side of me as, as we walk down here. It's a lovely sort of area to walk down because it feels very private. I can imagine that even on busy days as you're walking down here in this little sort of reed tunnel that you really feel like you've got it to yourself. And also because maybe you are feeling that little bit more enclosed, I think you really tune into the sounds around you. The wildlife here, I imagine, is probably a little bit more tricky to see because you are surrounded by the reeds, but it means that you use your ears more. You really listen out to all the rustles in the in the reeds, the tweets of the birds, and also you're focused on the, on the path in front of you. It's a really interesting and different experience walking through here. 
what makes Wickham so special is that contrast almost between the large and the small. So it's the open landscape, the massive skies and the sunsets to die for, combined with those tiny, tiny details. Oh, are there uh, horses over there in the distance too? Quite sort of, oh, they're lovely, like sort of pale golden coloured. Yeah, that's a couple of our conics and they're, they're wonderful. Again, it's a sense of the wild. They're just out there. We've come to uh, well, what looks like a shed on stilts, actually, but I'm guessing this is one of the tower hides. This is this is imaginatively called the new tower hide, just because we couldn't think of another name for it. <laughs> looks like we've got it all to ourselves oh, yeah. today. go back thousands of years and this would have just been Fenland as far as the eye can see. So this Wiccan Fen really is a gem, isn't it? A, a sort of remnant that's so important. Yeah, absolutely. It just provides that window onto that lost landscape. And it does take a sort of feat of imagination to sort of think about actually everything you can see being read and water and the fens I think were described as it's neither water nor land it's both together. It's such a shame isn't it that areas like that have been lost but I suppose in a sort of growing population that we have and the growing society you know agriculture has taken over and has changed but it's so wonderful that at least this little last fragment is here for us all to enjoy for the future and uh, great that the National Trust is still here looking after it. So where should we go next? What I would do is cross the bridge at the front of the visitor centre, head onto the other side of the fen, so you're on Adventurous Fen, the drain part, and Westmere Hyde is a really good point to go and see across that water. Adventurous, that sounds like me. Right, let's go. You should be on the balls of your feet. You know, look the part as well. Does it looks good. <laughs> Now, while I do love walking, sometimes there's nothing quite like a leisurely bike ride through the countryside, particularly in an area like this where it's nice and flat. So I've rented a bike from the visitor centre and I'm gonna put this multi-use trail to the test. Right, here we go. Lock my bike up now to the sign and just walking along the Adventurers Fen Trail here with the uh, a nice little open waterway to my right and then some woodlands and some reeds over to my left. So as opposed to the sort of gravel track that I was cycling on before, this is more of a sort of grassy path, a little bit uneven. So not ideal for cycling, but perfect for walking. So hopefully as we carry along here, we'll be able to go to Westmere, which Isabel recommended to us before and see what we can see over on the mere. Just going to turn left now off the adventurers fen trail and head down to the Westmere Hyde. Now from where I'm walking just off the path it really is hidden so I think it might be a bit of a case of uh, rooting it out 
let's just get this gate open and uh, hopefully it'll all become apparent. Well, this uh, hide really is well hidden. Can't see it yet. Just walked about, don't know, 200, 300 metres along a very wiggly, windy path, quite enclosed on either side with reeds and bindweed and various other very luscious vegetation growing up. And just at the very last minute, I've turned the corner, I can just see the hide ahead of me. So I'm going to go have a look and see what I can see. into the hide now but it's not vacant there's a guy here with a very big camera hi I'm Kate hi Kate I'm Richard Nickel hi Richard to meet Nickel you. what are you taking pictures of well, just the wildlife here out at Westmere Hyde anything there's... good out there today well, I've seen a few snipe it's been a little egret which you can see yeah I can see the little egret just there. shining out like a little beacon in the middle there and there's loads of grey lag geese at the moment it's an amazing vista actually from this hide and so different from the, the one we were at sort of first thing this morning. It's much more open here so there's a much bigger expanse of water. So obviously reeds in front of us. The water is almost like a sort of horseshoe shape on its side with reeds all the way around and then trees in the distance. And there's a little sort of gravelly area right at the edge of the reeds where the birds have all congregated. You can see a couple of mallards there having a scrap. A lovely, lovely picture. I'd love to be able to take a picture of it, but I am a renowned, appalling photographer. So have you got any tips for me, Richard, on how I can capture this scene? Well, I, I mean, I guess that the, the best camera to have is the one you've got with you. So it doesn't really matter whether it's on your phone or whether it's, uh, you know, point and shoot or whether it's top of the range DSLR. The great thing about digital photography is it doesn't cost you anything. You know, you don't have to buy lots of film. You can take as many pictures as you like, you can throw them all away. Doesn't matter. Well, I've had a very active day so far. So for the next part of our adventure, I'm taking a more leisurely boat trip. The waterways define this landscape and I really can't think of a better way to learn about them. So Martin Lester, the Fens General Manager, and Rose Chalker, who's a seasonal outdoors assistant, are going to be joining me as I climb aboard this lovely boat. So where are we going on our adventure? Uh, so we're going to travel up Wick and Load and we'll turn around on Reach Load and head back. We're just heading out from the jetty and we, we're going along a sort of narrowish waterway. It's such an ethereal landscape. It feels really ancient actually, which I kind of, I know it is. So you can hear the now the, the sound of the reeds as we're pushing them alongside as we go as the boat's going through. And also looking down the side of the boat, I can see water lilies and various other things going past as we go along. It puts me in mind of uh, Herowood the Wake, who were uh, apparently used the fens, the fenlands of East Anglia to escape from the Norman conquesting because he was a bit of a rebel against the Normans when they came. And it's amazing thing that realistically the landscape probably hasn't changed from that time back in the 11th century when people were out living amongst this, this landscape. But it does feel quite alien in a way, but really, really fascinating. Rose, this is a really interesting way to see this landscape. Is this something that's available to visitors who come? Yeah, definitely. So on a normal weekday, we'll run two to three trips and then four trips on the weekend. 
and it's accessible for all as well. Uh, the kids love it, the adults love it, um, so a bit of fun for everyone. And the, the loads that we're driving or going down at the moment, we're, I want to say sailing, but we're not really sailing, are we? But we're going down. Are these natural or are these man-made? Uh, these are man-made. So this was dug at some point in the Middle Ages. And when you think about kind of the way it would have been dug with spades and buckets and people power, it's a remarkable feat of engineering. What's the most unusual thing you'd see down here? I think the thing that most visitors are surprised to see is the grass snakes out on the load. Because as the name suggests, uh, you might not expect to find them in the water. Do people think they're like sort of poisonous sea snakes? Yeah, I suppose there is a bit of a misconception about snakes. I mean, particularly with most snakes, if you were to try and catch one, most snakes will either try and bite you or strangle you. But our grass snakes don't. They do something a bit odd, really. They pretend to be dead. So when you catch them, they go really floppy in your hands and they stick their tongue out and they produce one of the worst smells in the world. <laughs> and this, I suppose, is essentially if you were contemplating eating a delicious grass snake for dinner, you'd have one whiff of it and decide it'd probably been dead for months. Uh, put it back down on the ground and it slithers off quite happily. That's evolution is a genius thing, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. This place is absolutely renowned for its wildlife. But what do the waterways give? What does this offer to wildlife? All of these waterways have been man-maintained, so they all sit above the surrounding farmland. So they provide the same lifeblood in other parts of the reserve and allow us to put the processes in place that will establish a whole network of wetlands right across this part of Cambridgeshire. And that's all part of the 100-year vision for Wickham Fen, is it the kind of expansion of the landscape and to create this network across East Anglia? Yeah, the, the, the vision is the overarching project some of that vision is now a reality. It's now Wiccan Fen Nature Reserve. But we allowed ourselves a sort of, you could say, an ambitious timescale of 100 years to acquire the land. But when I tell you that we're acquiring 53 square kilometres of it, then you need time to do that. Would that double the size of what's existing? Would it more than double it? Well, when we started the project, Wiccan Fen was 800 acres in extent. By the time we've finished, it'll be 13,000 acres, so That's a bit more than double. Truly <laughs> astonishing. And yeah. that will go as far as the outskirts of Cambridge, yeah. I believe. Yeah, it'll go down to the A14 from where we are in, we're about 16 miles north of Cambridge now, so it'll go down to the A14, which is almost in Cambridge, and it'll stretch between the River Cam and we refer to it as the Newmarket Uplands. Those uplands are probably only a few metres above sea level, but they're uplands to us. <laughs> yeah, I'm from the northwest, so slightly different, uh, yeah, definitely it, different version of uplands. This is flat. <laughs> but beautiful in its own Incredibly way. Incredibly beautiful. I've come to my end of my day here at Wickham Fen, and I have to say I've been really pleasantly surprised. I mean, I'm a northerner, as you can tell by my dulcet tones. And, and not where I come from, you know, it's a really hilly, it's mountainous, it's rugged. So when I was told I was going to come down to Wickham Fen, I kind of had that feeling of, oh, flat, going to be dull. And I've absolutely had my mind blown. Quite often, I think nature reserves can be seen as these places that are locked away for only specialists to come and see and a very few people are permitted. And I think what's wonderful about the work that the National Trust is doing here is it's so open and accessible for people. There's loads of places for people to go and access it and the, the fantastic work that they're doing in relation to the 100-year vision, acquiring all that extra land, 
it's not just about opening that land for wildlife, it's also about opening that land for people, so more and more people can experience this absolutely breathtaking landscape. Thanks for listening to this episode of the National Trust podcast. Join us in two weeks' time when we'll be counting the conic ponies of one of the Fens volunteers. Don't forget to subscribe to the series and do give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. I do hope you'll join me on our next adventure. So until then, from me, Kate Martin, goodbye. This episode of the National Trust podcast was made possible by Cotswold Outdoor, recommended outdoor retail partner for the National Trust.